And now, detailing success in PNS Double Black present the Rennie Doyle Podcast, a podcast for blue-collar entrepreneurs. Hosted by the detailer of Air Force One and founder of both Detailing Success and the Detail Mafia, Rennie Doyle. Good morning. Let's see here if I can get get this checkerboard laid out right. Yeah, it's again, it's like the uh, (laughs) the Brady Bunch, you know. There we go. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Good morning. How are you? Great. How are you? Doing good, man. Better see your guys' smiley faces. You know, another day, (laughs) another day, another dollar. I hope we all make a little more than a buck, though. So, hey, so Chris Williams just went out there. National take. Hold on. Let me go back. Your lady, a rose day? No, to Ross. What's that? Oh, Oh, he said rose. (laughs) Oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, there you go. Take your lady to Ross. That's awesome. Grant, Grant, you have to have the Ross stores out there, don't you? Oh, Ross, like the like the Marshalls version or the other yeah. Marshalls competitor. Yep. You know, no, what I like three for you said like the Marshalls version. That's the nice way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ross it's is the only shit. spot the tall yeah the tall guys like myself can go find size fourteen shoe. So they back in the day, I was going to Ross to find shoes. You know, when, when it was like 15 bucks is all I had in my pocket, I need a new pair of Nikes. Dude, you, you could go ahead and say it right now. You also buy your Magnums there, too. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, wholesale. Wholesale and a discount. Slightly used. <laughs> well, our buddy, uh, our, our buddy Chris Williams, whenever he's on the road, he has to stop at every Ross he comes across. So, you know. Wow. He's got to have uh, a sandwich. Traveling with that guy. It's hard traveling with him because he does. He, he just points him out every time. It's like <laughs> he likes he likes Ross stores, huh? Well, I saw I saw yeah. something right when it clicked up and I lost it and was like, well, hold on, what the hell did that say? You know, it said something. <laughs> so I wanted to bring it up. I don't know. I just saw it for a flash. Still can't find where it said it. Um so hey, good morning, man. So we've got some great people. Um Chris, Oscar, good morning, good morning. And then uh Grant, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? Long you time good? To see. Yeah, I know. He was just up here. We got to meet uh, his lovely uh, wife and his his brother and and uh, his lovely. And we hung out and we just man, it was an awesome time. It's good seeing you guys. It's too short, but it's uh, you know, I think I think you need to start coming to Big Bear every winter because we are now expecting anywhere from two to five feet of snow next week. So every time you come into town, it snows like crazy. So I think it's because your right. your head your head rubs on the clouds, you know. <laughs> Kind of I like felt it. The yeah, that's true. Well, you've, uh, you, you've gotten around recently from from Florida to SoCal and back home again. So, yeah, I was home for like 24 hours and then went out to see Rennie and then uh, I'm home for a week and then going out to Austin. I mean, working with you, are able taking this job on. And they, you know, I, I'm I'm an in-person type of meeting guy. I mean, doing videos is awesome and talking to people on the phone is great, too. Well, but my can, whole my whole job is always hey see a person in person no matter what it costs fly out there see him for an hour and fly you can home. go ahead and, and and call out Michael Abins I know he's a slave driver you know Big time. <laughs> well yeah I think I think the guy just is uh you know he's just a hard dedicated he sees it he sees the vision right so and you guys all yeah. do too you know what's going down yeah. so yeah. 
when he offered got, me the job, I looked at him and I said, Michael, there's just uh, there's one case here. I said, I need an unlimited budget when it comes to travel. I said, because I travel often, I travel a lot. And he goes, no problem. I was like, sweet. Well, that was easy. Right on. <laughs> I thought, I like, yeah. Yeah, I like the new R8 that you bought while you're here on his American Express, you know? You like that? Couple of them. Wait till you get that bill. Yours is showing up on Monday. <laughs> yeah, right on. There you go. Yeah, yeah, a little promotional gift. So, yeah. so we've got a great week. We've got a, we've got four events coming up Thursday, Friday here in Southern California. So we're kind of doing a little uh, mini tour of Southern California. Going to get get some cool events, connect with some people just like you do. And I think it's so important. Yeah, I told the story, one of the students from last uh, two weeks or three weeks ago, um, really lit up because we were talking about personal connection. We're going to talk about that even today is that it's so important to build those connections up. And he said he's, he's in um, Houston, Texas, right outside of Houston, Texas. And he said one day he's sitting in a shop and all of a sudden uh, here's a performance vehicle pull up and he looks out and it's the Urable R8. And here comes Michael walking into a shop just to tell him, hey, and thank you. And, you know, I'm, I'm, if you're listening, Michael's probably not going to show up your shop. Uh, but if he's in, his, in the area, if he's in your area, I know Michael said, I don't think Michael's ever told me, but other people, when he's in the area, he stops by shops. And I think that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. It says a lot about, you know, the, the dedication and the, who he is and, you know, the man and, and the mission, you know, so pretty exciting. So Grant, those that don't, uh, that don't know you, why don't you take and uh, introduce yourself and your background a little bit, would you? Yeah. So I'm Grant Menard out of Pennsylvania, just about an hour north of Philadelphia. Um, I went to Penn State, graduated from Penn State, and got into the pharmaceutical industry, much like most of my town is, and jumped into pharma and loved it and just excelled kind of within the, the job I was within, but realized I just didn't align with what I was doing. And during the nights of working at nine to five, I was always detailing. So in 2018, I was at a men's group out in San Francisco and just realized I really wasn't aligned with the ethics of pharma, but I was definitely aligned with super cool cars. So I decided to jump all in and quit my job about two weeks after I got engaged. So I had the golden handcuffs and uh, was, you know, making a ton of money and having the cars and watches and the house and travel and everything I ever wanted. And then decided to uh, leave it all behind and jump into the detailing industry. And uh, that's what I did back in 2018. So I went all in on, on the business and have grown it to where it is today. Um, you know, we're, we got a great detail shop and then I kind of got into the consulting side because I had accelerated growth. I think it's been super slow moving, but others are like, hey, dude, you've done some exceptional work in, in business growth in a short amount of time. So is there any way you could teach me how to do it? So that's why I got into the consulting side, which is how I got aligned with your able actually uh, becoming their brand ambassador and helping with these your stories, much of the one that we did with yours. And then earlier or late last year in 23, Michael uh, gave me the call and said, Hey, we have this national account position that's opening up. Uh, we compiled a list and fortunately you're the only one on it. So is there any wow. way you want this? Position? <laughs> and it was cool because all my, you know, throughout my life, I've always chased jobs and I've always asked for something. Uh, but this is the first time ever that somebody actually reached out to me and offered me something, which is pretty cool. So how, how are you going to say no to the Abens family, especially something that I've been a part of since, you know, 2018, I basically started my business and jumped in with them. Um, and just how dedicated they are and how family bound they are and, and how loving it is, you know, they're basically family to me. So I jumped in with them and, and now they're national account manager. Wow. I think well, family yeah, I was gonna say that's the uh, that's the power of building relationships too, right? You know, hundred percent. Well, yeah, you know, and there's 100%. nothing wrong with being. Everybody looks at entrepreneurship, but but you know, entrepreneurship is man. You, you 
there's a lot to be said about, I mean, Oscar's on that. You're on that right now. I mean, entrepreneurship. I mean, Chris is too. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's, if you even look at my greater story now of being involved with, with different brands, PNS, namely Dynabraid, I mean, they don't employ me, but we've got a foundation there that I'm an entrepreneur within them. And, and so, you know, that's a, today's topic is winners have this one trait. They actually have a multitude, you know, is how I said it. But, you know, the, the, sto the story for today is, you know, winners have this one trait is they start on the hard stuff first is that it is, or they jump into the hard stuff. They don't, you know, the average person and, and you can't be average and make it long-term in business or even within a, a organization is that if you just work on the easy stuff, that's what the average person does. They work on the easy yeah. stuff. And so, you know, I think that, you know, is it's a lot of people have closed mindedness to doing something like what you're doing. So I applaud, you know, all of you yourself, uh, you're able for sure for for jumping on that and seeing the value in yourself, and so it's it's pretty fun. And so, hey, uh, fellas, I'm gonna I'm gonna start moving pretty quick. Interrupt, jump in here because I'll I'll get going 100 miles an hour. So when I tee off on something you guys dig, uh, please Let's man, shut me down for a second. So, hey, before I start, man, God bless America. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I I love being. I I love this country. I don't necessarily love the the direction of the government of this country, but I love the country. I love the people of this country. And one of my heroes, uh, if you read about Benjamin Franklin, the dude was, uh, you know, he's an animal. I mean, he's such a smart guy, but you know, I mean, just the dude was, was, you know, he liked to party. Um, he liked to, he liked connecting with people. Uh, he was smart as, you know, as in, as a human can be. But he put this quote out there, and I love this quote, is, do you love life? Then do not squander time. That's the stuff life is made of. And, you know, I, can't, I, I don't remember how old he was when he said that, but he wasn't young when he said that. And I think what's happened is when you get north of 50, you start realizing some stuff about the journey. Um, namely that, you know, the journey is um, quick. You know, it happens, it happens quick. And, you know, Grant, you said something earlier that, you know, other people said, man, you just killed it. And to you, it took forever. I think that's another trait that that winners have is to to us is that, you know, we're our worst. We're our worst critic. Right. We're going to we're going to chew each. We're going to chew ourselves up. That's what a lot of I think that's why a lot of people target people, powerful people or people that are winners is because we ourselves target ourselves in some ways is that. It's, it's, I mean, I'll ask this panel, like, this is a, this is a weird question. Are you satisfied? So I'm going to go to each one of you and, and I'm going to answer too, but um, I'm going to put Chris on the spot first. Oh, you had you to know, do that. Huh? You had to do that. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, what am I satisfied with? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely things I'm satisfied with. Go ahead. I'm going to go. I'll tell, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that probably overall, I'm not satisfied. Although um, when it comes to little different parts of life, I've become more satisfied over the years and not, and I don't mm. think it's because I've accomplished something um, or I've gotten my hands on something. I think it's just because I've, I've just, 
I, I've been more satisfied with what I already have. I think that's kind of where I'm at. But uh, but I also, you know, I think I have a long way to go. Oscar, um, yeah, I'm satisfied where I'm at. You know, me um, prior military, so I, I've been in worse situations, and I've told you this up there, Renny. You know, this last year and a half, like no one's shooting at me every day. No one's, no one's, you know, no one's coming after me. No one's. It's a different. It's a different mindset that I have because I've been in different situations and lived a different lifestyle. Um, to what I'm living now. So I'm very grateful to be involved, you know, with you, with Buff and Shine in the industry and just being around overall happy people. And, you know, so very satisfied is where I'm at right now. Can I be doing better? Yes. But again, it's not about, you know, the money for me. It's more about the people that I'm around. So I'm satisfied mm-hmm. with what I have around me. And that's the people that keep me positive and keep me happy. Because again, I always work for, my, for the peace of mind is my thing so no one no one's shooting at you huh you gotta come spend more time down this way <laughs> yeah, San Bernardino. Hey, i'll take you to my old neighborhood grant's been there i drive all through southern california so i've seen them all but you know i it's it's just a different environment than in the military um you know right. deployments and doing certain things you know being away from family for nine months 12 months at a time it's it's a very different mindset you know and my little travel that I do now, you know, 10, 15 days at a month. That's what I call it. Little mini deployments, get away and then come back and reset. So it's a great way to look at it. So Grant, what, are you satisfied? hundred percent. Yep. Extremely. 100%. I actually remember the day I, I got satisfaction too. Uh, it was in 2020 when I went on my road trip with my wife and or 2021, sorry, with my wife and my dog and just took off two months and hit the road. And I realized at that moment when we were walking through Yosemite park, had my wife, my dog, my family around me. I was like, that's it. I'm good. That's all I need. Mm. Left everything that I was working for behind. Didn't get to see it for months. Didn't even question it. And my full, yeah, life just at that moment, I was like, oh, shit. I'm good. Wow. Yeah, I had, you know, overlanding does that for me. Skiing to a certain degree. But honestly, now, my greatest joy is, is three things. But I'll answer this is that, like, in the key factors of of life my, my wife you know my kids myself my brothers my dad all these different my friends you guys i've never been so satisfied i mean never i mean i've just been matter of fact my biggest thing is just trying to make myself a better person and allowing myself to share some of the dark sides of overworking and the bullshit side of it and the ego side of it and what's real and what's not to other people so they can arrive at this like at grant's age at all of your guys' ages you guys are you know a decade behind me grant how old are you 32. yeah shit, you're two and a half decades behind me I feel um, like I'm and that's great though, so. yeah exactly i look <laughs> like I'm i look externally but i'm 32. It, i don't think so man i saw your brother you guys got a good gene pool what's going on there it's pretty awesome so you know it's 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 cool because this where's this going i mean we're talking about we're talking about this one this one thing that entrepreneurs or successful people or happy people are winners and and future winners this is the most important future winners have this one trait there's a lot of things that go into that and i think being satisfying wins enough and and i can tell you when when you find that point somehow some way more comes to you on the side of financial freedom I mean, I'm just, I'm witnessing that in my own life every day. 
And so, you know, it's 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 pretty amazing. So I, I've never asked anybody that question on here. So it's kind of kind of cool. So, you know, if you guys I mean, you look at who's on today, you know, um, you know, our, our road wasn't a perfect, easy road. It's had its it's had its struggles. But I can tell you what, again, you can see the winners from a mile away. And I mean, Oscar, as a as a D.I. and a senior D.I. in the in the in the Marine Corps, is you saw those young Marines that were just trying too hard. They weren't natural at it. And then you saw somebody that was allowing nature and the pathways to take its course. And there's a huge difference. And we're going to jump into that right now. So what stands out with winners? And this is where I really want you guys to interrupt me. So I've got 14 items on here. We're not going to go into depth, but the eyes of excitement. I just I just mentioned that real, but not ignorance on fire is they're not they're not forcibly sharing their winning attitude is it just comes out of every pore in their body. You can just see it. Um, number two, the tough guy, tough, tough gal. Uh, and th- before I get into the saying, this is something Diane says, so it's not me. Some think that winners are just grown with huge balls and Pete and Diane calls them peaches um, for women. So, so some of the biggest winners I know started one way in life. They started with pleasant hunger. What do I mean by that is that they were just happy to be there and they're hungry to move ahead and they didn't have to force feed themselves. They didn't have to force themselves on others. Um, they, you, you can be at, you can be at any level in, in that, 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 that zest for life. As I had a homeless person tell me one time is that kindness can feed a person just being kind. He goes, I never go hungry because I'm not a, I'm not a homeless person because I'm just a kind person that's in a situation. And I was like, are you hungry? And he goes, I'm never hungry because kindness pays off. I don't need to beg. I, I have everything I need. Um, and I'm where I want to be. And I was like, Oh man, that was, that was powerful. And that was after our daughter who was probably, I don't know, nine or 10 at the time. She, we're, we, we went to a, a, a food place and he was in there and she refused to eat her dinner. She, she said, I'm, I'm going to go give it to him. I, I don't need this meal. And I said, well, you got to eat, man. I said, here, go up and get him a fresh meal. You eat when they call it out, take it to him. And she did. And so when I went over and thanked them for being kind to my, my, my daughter, our daughter, that's the words of wisdom that, a, that a homeless person told me. So, I mean, I, I was blown away. I still remember it. Wish I remembered his name, kindness and humbleness with an immense appreciation. Um, I'll tell you, a lot of people don't know the importance of this. And it either comes naturally to you, which is a, a, a really special breed, or you learn it from observing. But a lot of people, I'm going to tell you right now, 60, 70, 80% of the people, kindness and, and humbleness with immense appreciation is not part of their DNA, is the majority of it. And so if you're going to get to the top levels, you either got it, you either have it. And if you know you have it, you know you have it. You know when you've got kindness, humbleness, with immense appreciation. Now, humbleness, everybody thinks that, oh, you know what, They're he or she's cocky. Uh, li- listen, man, knowing your abilities is a whole different thing. And the people that say people, oh, he's cocky or he's a he's an asshole or whatever it is, that's because they don't have that 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 true humbleness. Humbleness isn't being weak. Humbleness is when no, knowing when you have to take a, and bring a, a pry bar to a conversation or 
a sledgehammer to a conversation. And most people bring that sledgehammer, that pry bar uh, within the first two sentences. Um, a strong voice, but not an over-empowering voice to those they can affect. What's that mean? Is that we all know when somebody walks in, you know, Grant's not his brother and him, you know, big guys, man, about what, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, Grant, yep. both you guys? Yep. I mean, big dudes. They're good looking. They're good looking guys. That's not what leads in the room. What leads in the room, honestly, is their smile, their humbleness, their immense appreciation for just the moment. They're living in the moment, man. I mean, I had not met Nick until this weekend, and I felt like I've known him my whole life. Why is that? Whatever the hell your parents fed you guys is is we need more of it in our society. Um, you know, I, I like to say my kids are the same way is that when my oldest daughter walks into a room, she's a little tiny thing, but her command presence is so great. And it's such natural that it, it wins over hearts. It wins over minds. And that's huge. And so, you know, seeing your brother, I was like, oh boy, this is, this is, this is, you know, is, are your parents that way? Do you guys get yep. that? I mean, yep. are they? Yep. Big time. I'm, I'm glad you brought up his parents because I think that's where that stuff comes from. You know, you talked about, the kindness, the humbleness, and the immense appreciation, you know, those are all traits that I know, you know, are coming from the generation before you. And uh, that's a big, you know, and, and I think, you know, a big reason why we're seeing a lot less of it these days in people uh, is because there's a lot less parent involvement. You know, I get to witness that firsthand with my wife being a teacher. And it's really sad to kind of witness the destruction of the family and the lack of influence in these kids' life or positive influence. And it's going to trickle down. It's going to end up in the next generation, the generation after that, if it doesn't get fixed. Yeah. You know, you know one thing with yeah. that, Chris, I saw this in 2005 uh, when I was a drone instructor in the Marine Corps with, we used to call them the, the Super Nintendo era. Those kids went in there and when Yahoo chat first came out, they, they would go crazy by not having electronics in recruit training. So I can't even imagine what those drill instructors are going through now with the phones and all that stuff, because those kids literally we had, we knew who the gamers were. We knew who was in sports and we knew who couldn't handle them to break them down mentally was very easy because all you had to do is show them that you had a computer, you had a phone and it would drive them crazy that they could not get their hands on that. So I can't imagine like, the generations going into it now at that point that it is hard to break because probably I'm sure everyone in this call here played outside until the lights came on. And, you know, that's a whole different generation of, of kids that, that, you know, they don't have that now. And I see that now with my kids, with my grandson, like the first thing they want to pick up is they want to get up and they want to get on a tablet and go to the electronics. And I think that's where it's coming from is that those tablets, electronics, they're not teaching customs and courtesies. They're not teaching respect. You know, and like you said, I I seen Grant when I was at uh, Air Force One, and I noticed that of him. What you noticed, Rennie, just the way he carried himself was just very professional, yeah. smiled. Yeah. I didn't know him, and he came right up to me and goes, hey, how's it going? And he introduced himself, and I was like, okay, stand-up dude right here. You know, it's like that's the first impression that you get. And um, and I think a lot of it does come, like Chris is the parenting, you know. It's, there, it's so easy just to hand over a tablet and be like, here, be quiet for the rest of the day and not teach him anything. Yeah. You know, one of our recent classes, one of the students came up to me and said, man, your daughter's handshake was like intense. Like she looked me right in the eye and shook my hand and um, all of our kids that way. I mean, even at the at the struggles, our kids are good kids. Right. I mean, in general, I mean, they had kid issues. That's all they had. Right. They just had 
they just had kid issues and being raised by Diane and I, that's pretty amazing <laughs> that they didn't have more issues. Right. Uh, but it's also a reason why they didn't too, is I, I like to rag on myself and Diane, but it's also why our kids have turned into amazing humans, but you know, it wasn't expected of them. Um, you know, we taught them shake the person's hand, look at them, give them your undivided attention when you meet, but they did that on their own. Once they're, once they're, they're witness to it, they just did it. That's, you know, you bring up an interesting point, Oscar, and I never thought of it this way is that even, I mean, even ourselves, I mean, I'm, I'm less addicted to my phone than ever, but there's been visions like when, when Facebook first came out, oh my God, you know, it was fun. Right. And it was, it connected people, but then it started getting different. You know, it wasn't fun anymore. And, and now, I mean, I hate to say it. I, I don't see hardly anything that goes on because I'm just busy living life, but I can't imagine in today's world of having these young adults, like you just mentioned, and I never thought of it before in those terms. And they are completely away from the electronic uh, um, addiction is because it's become an umbilical cord uh, to our entire society. And so, you know, it's, it's really interesting. You know, it's people talk about Trojan horses, you know, go back in, in history and the, you know, the Trojan horse theory and people are saying something about China with having, you know, um, different uh, Trojan horses maybe placed in the United States. That was done a long time ago with social media and uh, distractions and all these different things that they do is that instead of, you know, you look at from the military standpoint of, of bringing in people that are already a little stronger because they don't have that interference is now they're a little weaker because of that interference and they got to break them down. And then how long does it take them to go back to their old ways? Because the addiction, the drug, AKA social media and instant gratification is right in their freaking hands. I mean, it's right there. And, and so, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm starting to plan out the Air Force One trip you know, where I'm going to overland all the way up to Air Force One and overland back. And one of the things I'm doing is I'm getting a, I'm, I'm going to order a satellite phone for uh, to have in the in the uh, overland rig. And the reason why is just for emergencies. But I was just asked this last week, you know, when I came home, I was out for, I think, nine nights, eight or nine nights by myself. And somebody said, was it hard for you to be with yourself? And I said, no, it was a gift. I never I mean. I missed my wife. I couldn't get home. I couldn't wait to get home to everybody. Um, see, see our, my wife, our daughter, our daughter, um, our dogs, our horses, everything else. But I really enjoyed that vacation with me. I had no problem being on vacation by myself, uh, isolated, no foot, cell phone, uh, just a couple of really great books, uh, some great music and uh, appreciation for me being able to be in that, that, in that situation. And so Grant's probably what you kind of experienced on your, on your trip when you guys took off and were in Yosemite, you know, is yep. I think you just become immensely uh, appreciative of just that moment and that time. Big time. Yeah. We were gone for two months. Like we took off for two months. So it wasn't, it was like, a, you know, we went to San Diego all the way up to Seattle and kind of did what you did the it's, whole way up. It, and it was, the most incredible thing, especially because you have no cell service. That was the best part about it. So we, Absolutely. We, were, we were forced. Yeah. We were forced to not be without or to be without our phones. And it was the easiest. It was, I didn't even think about it because you're with family, right? It wasn't just my, I mean, it was my wife and my dog, but my brothers were there too. Nick was there. Uh, I mean, he was, he's been on the road in his camper for three years now. He just bought his house in Joshua Tree. 
my brother Ryan jumped on board. My sister Claire and, and my brother Reed came out for a couple weeks at a time as well. Uh, so it was just like, oh my gosh, it was awesome. Especially when you're with family. It makes it easy. Yeah. No, it really does. Well, in, in that time with just you, you know, the other thing is, I mean, I talked to Chris on the journey, but not a whole lot. I talked to Diane. Would let her know when I was, you know, when when I was gonna, you know, go in and go out. That's the only reason I'm even gonna buy a, a sat foam now is just so I can let her know I'm safe, you know, that I'm okay. Uh, but that that one on one time, a lot of people are scared to spend time with themselves. Um, and I just, man, I'll tell you this last trip, it just really opened my 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 visionary eyes to um, just appreciating the moment. You know, I have a good friend. I won't mention his name. His wife just had some recent hardships. And he just go, he came in. This is one of the hardest working individuals I know. And I know a lot of hardworking people. This guy's at a whole nother level. And he goes, Rennie, this whole thing is just such bullshit. This whole overworking thing. He goes, man, I'm telling you, I wish I could go back. Uh, don't buy into it. You know, and this guy's getting ready. He's, he's close to retirement age. So he's about 10 years ahead of me. And, and I'm just thinking that, you know, it doesn't need, you don't need to kill yourself. You can have what you want and, and still, enjoy the journey and and do it right not not quality time it's time you need time and so you know what's what other things stand out visionary they're a visionary person uh they're constantly they're dreamers um they're planners they're pioneers uh they're doing all these different things they're not afraid of risk yet meaningful and proper risk assessments they, they know the difference between just ignorance on fire and then a risk assessment and so you look at all these things you know, I'd love for, you know, um, Oscar Sinem, you know, risk assessments within the military. I mean, everything you do, every time you go out, anytime that you're going to do something, same with search and rescue teams, is that we're building a risk assessment. And that risk assessment tells us what's, you know, what boogeymen are out there, uh, what could go wrong. And in the event that it does go wrong, what our assets are. Um, and so there's a lot in that. People see that. These winners see that. Even sometimes by nature, is it, they go directly, they, they go towards the light. They're like a moth towards the light. They just head that way. Um, this is really important. This is something I've learned just really, I've seen this and I'm really proud of the current generation coming up on up is they shut down drama is that they're realizing that their capacity for drama within their life is low. And that life itself is going to bring enough bullshit into your life to where you don't need, you know, near strangers or complete strangers. Uh, to bring that shit in on you is just get away. As soon as somebody st starts that, walk away, get away from them because it's going to be a habit and it's going to be a part of them. And it, it, it it's a cancer and it'll grow on you. It'll grow in you and it can destroy you. Get away from it. You know, just shut it down. The other big one, these are some really, really good ones. The last three or four are pretty amazing. They, they build others up. They are willing to give people opportunity even when it's, it's, they're at the same level, you know, and, and they're working is they're going to give glory to other people. They're going to take and say, Hey, sitting at a table, what a great job X, Y, Z did. What, you know, su such and such. I appreciate what you did is that even sometimes, and this is where, you know, I've got a, uh, a relationship I'm thinking of right now where I've been trying to nurture it and it just not, it doesn't seem to be going the right direction. And finally, um, a few months ago, I just, I, I shut down, you know, I just don't need it in my life. But even recently, as I, I've tried to give kudos to this person to try to build that relationship back up, I don't know where it's going, but I feel good about it. That's all that counts. Um, they give us opportunity. What I mean by that is that is don't push people down, help build them up. And 
and a natural winner will pick that out. You can see it in sports. You can see it as little. I'm, I remember going back in, in when we were five or six years old in, into uh, Pop Warner football, and I remember my, my second season is we'd have new kids that hadn't played yet because a couple of us were – we kind of beat the odds of getting in a little early, right? And these other kids didn't. And I remember the really good kids on the team that were really athletic fell into two categories. They weren't helping anybody um, because they thought they were it or they, they were it and they're still loving and caring and wanted to see other people do good because they saw the value of teamwork. And so here they are when it was at six years old, right? Six, seven-year-old kids that you can see those winners coming out in a, in a team environment. And that was pretty, that was pretty amazing looking back at it. Also says something about the coaches is that they're nurturing those leaders. You saw it in the Boy Scouts when I was a Boy Scout, is they're nurturing those leaders at a very, very early age. Um, that purpose in all things, in all things in life, 360 degrees, it's not 180 degrees like most get stuck in. It's 360 degrees is everything has purpose. I'll give you a perfect example of that, is my wife and I cannot, and my wife's probably even worse than I am, walk by a piece of trash on the ground. I don't care where we're at, we could be in the slums, is our pathway into, let's say, the grocery store, is our pathway, anything within a step or two is going to be cleaned up. On the way out, the same thing. Anything that's in within a step or two is going to, can't do it. Um, now, is that a sign of a winner? That's a sign of somebody's heart. And I'll tell you, when they have that big of a heart and they can see trash that other people are walking over, the people see it, they just don't do the right thing. But yet, those people that do the right thing, they're – they're a degree above. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not saying that because, because I'm that way. I grew up that way. That was, a, we just heard it. You know, it was my grandma, man. You didn't pass by trash. You you, you just you just didn't do it. You, you always, you know, her. The thing was, you always did what was right, and and leaving trash on the ground is not right. Um, and then lastly, what I want to talk about is they smile, and you know, here we're going to stroke Grant a little more, but I think that's part of it. And I'm just using oh. his as is that. <laughs> Is is we've heard you know he when he when he enters a room he's not working the room he's being him he's being natural Michael's Michael Abrams the same way um, I think that all of us on the call are the, the same way I I take when I enter a room I want to meet people I want to see people I know and I want to meet somebody I don't know and 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 sometimes um, it, it's hard to do but I'll tell you I gravitate towards people that smile. They can have jacked up teeth. They can be, they can be the newest person in the room. They can be the poorest pooper in the room. But if they're offering up a smile to a stranger, oh man, you're you're my person. I got to meet you. I got to meet you. So why winners tackle the hard stuff first? This is big. Well, the to do list. It's you know it's it's Mount Everest. You know of task. Uh, you know that that are are taunting us. Mine doesn't taunt me anymore. Is I do. The hard stuff, I've got to do some hard stuff today and catch up on some hard stuff because we've been on the road. Doesn't taunt me at all. It's there. I like it. That's actually where my comfort zone is. And I've realized that when I get those hard things done, but most of them are things I absolutely enjoy to do. It's just commitment in getting them done. And so um, a lot of people won't go that direction. They're going to go to the degree of difficulty. They're going to go to a zero versus a 10. That's just human nature. But yet, real winners, they'll jump in there and they'll do it. Now, you know, among us, Grant, you've been in the industry. What did you say? You opened up your shop in 2017, 18? 18, yeah. 
Well, uh, yeah, I was like part time. Well, on the side, 2015. So that was just like gotcha. time. But like, so coming, your first time you went to a, a live event within the industry, was it easy to see the winners for you? Were you starting to see them? Did they stand out? Yeah, my first live event was SEMA, so I went to the biggest one possible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could definitely see the winners. That's for sure. Well, it's power connection, right? It's, it's those ones that I mean, it's much like myself. Um, I, I, I get a really good feel of a human when they walk into the room, just like you do, or like all of us do. So it's you know who's who's a true person and who's kind of faking it. And the true ones are the ones that you're just attracted to immediately. So you could tell, especially at SEMA, you could tell almost immediately the guys that didn't have the chip on their shoulders, even though you knew who they were, uh, but they didn't even know who they who they were. If that makes sense, right? Yeah, so. It does. Yeah, so SEMA was SEMA was wild uh, that first experience for sure. But yeah, you, I could tell fairly quickly. It, it you do it, it's and and you know what? Sometimes I want to give credit to this too. Sometimes you're going to see a person, and I've done this myself. I'll own it, and you'll pick up um, that they're they're a powerful person. They're a winner. You might be even a little intimidated, and it's not because you're intimidated by them to compete with them. It's because you feel the aura around them, and you feel their ethos. And and you view them as being so great already at just meeting them that you're a little reluctant to put yourself out there sometimes. And so I've been in those situations where I meet somebody. I'm like, whoa, man, this person's just dynamic. How the hell do you I mean, how do you get that way? You know, and a lot of times I was that way. I just don't view it, you know. And so or I allowed them to mentor and coach me even from a distance is that I really try to learn something from everybody I, con I come in contact with, good or bad, I really do. And so, you know, it's 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 amazing to go to these events. Um, you know, it's for instance, I you know, I met somebody recently and um, I met a lot of people. We all saw a lot of people down at, at Mobile Tech. But, you know, one person that had a kind of an issue going on in their in their life and um, they're asking me at the show. So I said, hey, probably not the time to talk. You know, it's going to take us about half an hour. Um, here's my, and I don't do this too often. Here's my personal cell number. Uh, give me a call. We'll walk through it. And the normal person would call up and then get through that task and then it'd be over. But this person took and decided that they wanted me to build out their complete business plan, uh, online at zoom meetings over the next couple of weeks. And I said, dude, I can't do this. I mean, I, I helped you out. I'm giving you everything I can, but I've got so much going on. I, I can't spend two, three hours a day on the phone with you. As a matter of fact, I can't spend 30 minutes a day every day for the next couple of weeks. I just can't do it. But what I'm willing to do is you make the plan out, send it to me. And there's like a teacher, I'm going to put notes all over the plan and boof, vapor, nothing. And why? Because they're wanting somebody else and they might be listening. Maybe I'm going to piss them off, but they wanted somebody else to do the hard work. They didn't want to get in and do that work themselves. But yet, if you're not willing to build your own plan and then have somebody critique it, you're not going to really learn. You're not going to really know what the battle plan is. And so, um, you know, that, that, there's an instance where how I would have handled that is I went up. I did. I asked Carol Shelby, the great Carol Shelby, for one piece of advice. It took him 30 seconds to tell me and he said goodbye. And, and I, I, I never I didn't hover over him. I didn't helicopter over him is that I took that piece of advice. And here 20 years later, I'm still talking about it. So let's let's talk about, you know, some, something about, um, you know, powerful people and and winners is the, the, the mental monster, the getting through your own head. Some people are overconfident. I think most people are underconfident. Um, I think that people 
I think there's cockiness and confidence. I'm not talking about cockiness. I'm talking about true core based in your bones, confident that you can do something. So what's your guys' take on that? You think, you think, Oscar, do you think people in general suffer from true confidence in themselves? Or do you think people got it? I think everyone's got it. Some people just need to, you know, find it and do it. Um, again, it just, it's different backgrounds, different upbringings. Um, but I, you know, to kind of recap of what you were, you know, overall saying, I think all of this just goes into just having a positive attitude, you know, mm. being positive in every situation will make you a winner, you know? And even if it's like, you know, I don't have confidence, I don't have this, stay positive about it. Cause if you wake up and you tell yourself like my confidence level sucks, like I just suck. Like, what are you really doing to yourself? You're deteriorating yourself from the inside out. Like your day already sucks. Instead of waking up and saying, I got this. I'm gonna go on this podcast, I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna come back, I'm gonna get some work done. Like, you know, it, it's that positive attitude. And I think that's what it, all of this, I think this whole subject, you know, you know, winners have this one trait. I think it starts with the positive attitude. You know, I, I read a lot. I see you guys see these books. I'm, you know, continuing education, just join Influence You, got books all the time. And it's like, a lot of it is just staying positive um, and you will get there. You know, and Grant said when he walked into SEMA and he saw the winners, not one of them was involved in any kind of drama or negative or anything. They were all positive, right? They all had smiles on their faces. And a lot of times you can't fake that. You can't, you can only fake a smile so much before your cheeks start to hurt. And then you're like, I can't do this no more, you know? Absolutely. So again, it's just the, the staying positive overall in any situation, wherever you're at, whether you're building a business, struggling in the business, going through the winter, we got rain in Southern California. That's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing. You know, it rains good. Go work on something, another part of your business, go work on your marketing, go update your, your able, go do, you know what I'm saying? Like go do all the things that you can't be doing while you're detailing. And again, I, I always go back to this is like, I think this industry, what we need is well-rounded detailers, not just the technician side, not just I can buff and polish this vehicle and make it look really, really nice. We need to build all around good detailers and good entrepreneurs um, and business people. But it starts again with the positive attitude. It's just stay positive in every situation and you will come out of it yep. on top. And, 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 you know, that mental side of it's not easy to build up, especially as you start, you know, as, as listen, as you build your your business and you start to reach success, whatever level it is, things don't get easier. You just hopefully you adapt to making things easier. But you're going to have more uh, complications, you know, when you're successful than when you are when you're struggling. I know everybody thinks the struggle time. Hey, man, the struggles. It's there. You just got to learn how to deal with it and how to control it. So, uh, Grant, Chris, you got anything to add to that one on the middle side and kind of, you know, thinking about productivity and middle block and 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 all these other things that kind of happen within entrepreneurship? Well, Grant, Grant strikes me as the kind of guy that, uh, doesn't struggle with being confident, but I'd, I'd like to hear what uh, what he's got to say on it. He's kind of sensitive yeah, about his, his shortness. He's a little sensitive about only being six four. You know, you know, if I got the if I got a choice in the womb of choosing six four, I probably would still choose it if I'm being honest. I don't want to hurt anything. I'd still be the same person. <laughs> so it wasn't like I chose this. Like I, just got, I just got bored with it. Uh, yeah. the, co the confidence side of things is it's, it's not confidence for me. It's just, I just love connection. I've always loved just the power of connecting with as many humans as possible. Yeah. My wife hates that side of me cause we can't go to dinner and we always like to sit up at a bar and just have that atmosphere. And, you know, within seven minutes of us, after us ordering, I'm talking to the other six people that are sitting next to us. Uh, so I, I just love connecting with humans. I love connecting with as many people as possible. 
So the confidence side of things, it's not like, oh, I'm super cocky and confident. It's just like, I just like to talk to people. And that's all it is. I'm not afraid. Um, I used to be, you know, a little, a little timid walking up to certain people, much like yourself, Randy, like before I knew you, just because of, of who you were within the industry. But like, that's just an, an internal thought and blocker that I had that really had no outcome on the friendship that we've built. So when it comes to me walking into a place or, you know, with my smile, I'm stoked because there's a hundred people in the room that I have never met before. And I can't wait to mm. talk and just hear about who you are and how you got to where you are today. I dig it. Feel the same, you know, see the commonality there is pretty intense. And, and you know, it's, I want to help everybody. Uh, but I'll tell you my main focus, and I think it's from my background is the, the person that's just coming into this, that's trying to take and get rid of the ball and chain, um, a job, uh, without creating another ball and chain, uh, a business and, 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 and change their lives. And, and I can tell you, it's, you know, the same thing is that, um, Rod and Jamie from Griot's were just here and, uh, both great guys. We skied, um, with Grant, you got to hang out with us, you know, and just, uh, I was really excited to put all of you guys together. Cause I thought that it would be a good recipe for former fun or uh, future fun. So yeah. while they're here, we decided that we're all into outdoors, right? So we're going to plan a trip, an overland trip somewhere in the middle of the country, probably like Tennessee or Kentucky, where we all end up there for two or three days uh, in 2025. And so all of us come from all over the country and meet in this one spot, the people that are really into camping or overlanding. And you guys can, I mean, it's not just that. If you have a Jeep or something like that, you can hotel it. You don't need to rough it if you don't want to, but we're just putting this together as something really fun. The reason why is because, you know, we come together at SEMA, we come together at Mobile Tech, we got this, we got this commonality with, you know, with the, with the industry, right? But there's a bigger commonality and, 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 and there's a bigger, there's, there's much more to be won over in success with our relationships becoming tighter. Uh, and again, back to that, you know, it's collaboration happens at the top. So we're in the early stages. It was a wild idea we had this weekend and we're going to make that happen. You know, we're going to make that because it's not even for me to get back there to camp out for two or three days on the way out there, stay for a couple, two, three days. I can hightail at home. I don't need to stay on the road. I can get home in two days. Right. So it's not, it is a week. It's a, it's commitment, but it's a commitment for like-minded individuals. And so you don't have to have anything fancy. I mean, Overland, the nice thing about Overlanding is, is the tent, the rooftop tents aren't free, right? But it's not the price. The price of entry isn't like an RV or a trailer. You can get into it for pretty reasonable and have a whole lot of fun. And so we're going to take and uh, we're going to take uh, Chris's new Toyota truck and, you know, put oh, some icon suspension on it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. little little portable toilet, you know, and get that thing and all get him out there. That's yeah, it. I'm riding with Chris then. All right, there you go. All right, there you go. Yeah. And hey, gonna, anybody that wants a, uh, a rooftop tent, I sell them. So I'll give everybody a nice little discount on those on those things that come out to them. Oh, that's cool. There you all go. Right, that's good. To know. Yeah. That's good. To know. Yeah. See Chris. Make sure we talk to him after the show. So you know, I just, so the, I just plug in uh, where the local local motel is or something in my GPS. <laughs> I handle that problem. There you go. And there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, but wouldn't it be a fun trip? And you know, I can take and fit, you know, a couple people into mine. But if it's really if we're if we're really decked out for that long a trip, I mean, I've got my whole back end filled. You know, being in the back seat. So usually it's one. You know, it's Diane and I. You know, and our and and and, and our dogs. 
Um, sometimes our horses behind it. But maximum, this is a big one. Maximizing your willpower. Willpower is is is. I'm I'm gonna tell you, it's 100 you. Is is, you know, taking the task on, and your willpower to make it through. Is I think that 80% of the businesses that fail, if they just would have had more willpower to go find out how not to fail, and they would have stuck around longer, and they would have got a second job, and they would have been educated, if they had that willpower to make that happen, they would be a success. But most people, they get to that Norman, our buddy Norman says it all the time, that maxed out at 40%. They get to 40% of their potential, and they're done. And it, it, even at the hover at 40%, is they can't do it and so even the military you know we, we we all rag on each other but marine corps is a whole different level and i think that again i i think that the, the marine corps is you know what you're getting into when you go into it you know you, you know it and i just think it's a whole nother level that you know most of the other military branches probably would struggle just to get through their through their their boot you know their initial training um that's the same thing with entrepreneurs is most people are going to struggle just to get through boot camp. And then even before boot camp ends is they're washing out. And that's exactly what most small businesses do. Um, you know, domino effect, you know, it, creating the most, the hardest thing first, getting out there is that is it, those first three dominoes are done. If everything else collapses, those other dominoes aren't as important. Get that hard, important stuff done right away. Here's what a friend always told me. The most valuable thing you can do is when you get paid, get it in the bank right now. Don't wait to get payment. The second thing you do is that if it means income for your company, take that opportunity before you take anything else. Always go for the opportunity. Now, what that means is you don't ignore the calls coming in. You don't ignore the emails coming in. You don't ignore the text messages coming in. Is you jump on those things because that's future pipeline income that's going to hit your company. Um, freedom for procrastination is, I, I'll tell you, this, these are things that Chris put together, is, you know, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Uh, man, I, I'm, I, I, I'm not much of a, pros, uh, a procrastinator, but I do a good job of it, meaning that there's things I know I need to do, and for one reason or another, I'll procrastinate on it. And it's not that it's hard. It's just usually it's a, it's a mental block, you know, of something. Uh, not my favorite thing to do, or I've convinced myself that it's bullshit, whatever it is. Most of the time it's me convincing myself of something that's not fact. But procrastination is deadly, man. Get away from it. Um, habits. Man, this I'm so glad that Chris put this in here. Is that is that you get up in the morning, look at what you're doing as habits. You know, um, we're humans. We have we have bodily functions, is we have needs, we need to we need nutrition. We need water, um, you know, so you get up, you do your business, you brush your teeth. Um, you know, I get out of bed. I'm thankful. Uh, I do my my habits of thank thankfulness and then I go through you. Everything that you're talking about here needs to be as as dedicated to you getting up and brushing your teeth. Because I don't know too many people that don't get up and at some point pretty early in the day. I can't walk out my bedroom door without brushing my teeth in the morning. I'm not going to go out my morning water with grungy teeth. I'm going to, I'm going to take and now what I do, I can't get out of bed and go brush my teeth until I, I do my three actions of thankfulness is that I, I, um, I take and I, 
I say what I'm, I'm thankful for um, today, and I say what I'm, I hope to be thankful for, and I say my prayers. Um, I do a little bit of meditation. I'm learning, getting better at that. Um, so I'm putting a little bit of that in there, and that works. Um, and so that's those actions right there are part of I can't imagine starting my day without doing those things, but it wasn't an easy transition. Any of you guys got habits that you had to teach yourself to do? That was a question. <laughs> He's thinking about it. I yeah, I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, some of them we don't want to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So keep it PG. Uh, That's it. I mean, the habit of listening, for sure. Uh, that was something that I had to really work on, was actually sitting there listening and being present with a lot of the conversations I was having. There's a habit where I was always, you know, asking a question and thinking about 17 other things, which is how my mind works in general. But we can actually sit there and work on it so we're super present within the moment, no matter what they're talking about. It brings curiosity to it. I mean, I live a life of curiosity. I'm super curious about everything from overlanding all the way up to Oscar in the military and, and how, you know, what he went through to get to where he is today. Like, I wish I could go and be in those moments so I could experience them. Uh, I'm just super curious about everything in life. So the, the habit of actually sitting there, being present and listening and while, with that curiosity as well and asking the, the cool questions and, and the questions that people are like, wow, you went pretty far there, man. Like, but I was like, yeah, I was just curious about, you know, that action or what happened in that moment. Um, that was a bit. That, that was a big habit, and still is. It's still something I work on today. That is actually sitting there and listening, and, and allowing my myself to be super present within every single moment. You know, it's amazing because you said leaving the moment. And I don't know if you guys will relate to this or not, but I've done a lot better job the last. Twenty twenty three was a um, part of late twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty three was me being disciplined and living in the moment, and um, I would say that June of twenty twenty two it started. And it was life changing. But now that I'm better at it is when I have those moments where I'm not living in the, the moment and maybe somebody's there, uh, a.k.a. my wife. And I almost feel guilty because I feel like, oh, shit, she recognizes that I'm not in the, now that I've been in the moment more often and I'm better about it. She can recognize when I'm not a lot faster. I don't think she does. I, I think that I recognize that she knows I'm not in the moment. And before. I was so not in the moment, I didn't care. Is I was I was oblivious to to other people's outlook on me not being in the moment. And and I'm telling when you make that transition, and and and, and, and tell me, I want to hear you guys if you got feedback on this. When you make that transition, you start living in the moment in your life, it's you're gonna recognize the um the damage it does to others around you when you're not living in the moment and you're around them is I've always done that. I just recognize it now. And I was like, man, that was a man. Was, man, that was, that's sad. You know, that I lived so many years of just having so many things going in my head that I couldn't slow down and live in that exact moment. And now I'm recognizing when I don't do it, which I guess is good because it's like a, it's like a, 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 a low fuel light in, on your dashboard. You don't always you don't always look at the fuel gauge, but when that light goes off, you sure do. You pay attention to where the next gas station is, and I think living in the moment's the same way. Is that before there was a light indicator on on my dashboard for living in the moment, um, 
I, I didn't really pay attention to it and, and I could have easily ran out of gas. So once I did put that light in, I stalled it by living in the moment more is that I started seeing the, the actual effects it had on people around me. And that keeps me more and more grounded to, to not. Now what I'll do is when I, when I realize I'm doing a task and somebody walks in the room or somebody's next to me, I'll say, hey, give me a minute. I've got to work on this, finish it up. And then I'm all about you. I'll own it and let them know what I'm going into. Or I'll just, is, I'll, I'll, I'll look at the situation. Is this really warrant? My wife just walked in. Is this more important than her? And if it's, if it's, if it is, I tell her what's going on. If it's not, I just set my phone or step away from my computer and don't mess with it. She's much more important, much more important. And so, you know, you, have it for me. you reminded, you reminded me, um, uh, living in the moment reminded me a couple of years ago, somebody recommended a book to me called the power of now. Um, mm. and I never, I actually never read it uh, two years ago. And so it's on my list to read it again. You guys are looking at your book collections there. Do you have, I have, it? It, I have it's out there? Yeah. My brother <laughs> Nick gave it to me. Yeah. It's um, uh, but I, but I, I was, I was talking to a, a, a friend of mine. Oh, I don't know. Two weeks ago, Nate, Nate page in the, in the detail mafia. And he recommended that book to me. And I'm like, you know, I own that book. And so, uh, it's one of those things I got to, uh, I got to stop procrastinating. Right. And I got to read it apparently, but I, I got some for you. Uh, you know, one thing that I do is I stop listening to music at the gym and all the books you see up here, I actually can find them on Spotify with my account. And I literally just find myself listening to books at the gym now while I work out. And it's really peaceful other than just listening to some kind of music to get me going it constantly. So we'll do that tomorrow on the road there, Chris, I'll download it today. So when we're tomorrow driving to Riverside, we're going to be listening to that book. <laughs> all That's right. It. And, and, and I bought you guys the book. It's how exactly, how big is it in an empire exactly? That's the name of the book, Inside Joke. So one of my most important things, we're going to start wrapping this up, is tracking and tasking. Is that, man, I am a huge task person. And I task myself every single day. But you got to track it. So if, if you know, we're going, to, we're, we're going to work with, I sent out an email last night to uh, Trillo. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I've been in it a little more, but there's a person in our group, Jessica, she's really mastered the app and, uh, she's going to come in and work with Oscar, Chris and I, at some point in the next couple of weeks, because I, I, I love the task. It's, it's been something that, um, ever since I was a young boy, I've made checkoff list. And, uh, this is just a modern day version of a checkoff list that holds you accountable and holds the people that you're working with on a task accountable because you can track it. Uh, so tracking progress and goals, mile markers, all these different things, um, you've got to do it. Um, you've got to track it. And so, you know, you look at these, the, 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 you look at really successful companies and what they've done for planning and tracking. And it, it's really goal setting without a date is just a wish. It's a dream. And so we learned that a long time ago and we live off that. So now let's take for a second to go 180 degrees backwards. When you see a winner, what you saw, we talked about that. Let's see when you when you see the opposite of this. I'm not gonna say a loser, but I'm gonna say a negative disruptor, maybe something that's just being pure ignorant. Um, but these seeking fame and riches, it's all over the industry right now, it's all over culture, it's all over the world. Is 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 fame and riches with bad intentions uh, or pure ignorance? Is they're just they're completely lost in what they're doing. Is that and and I'll tell you that's alive and well. And in, in, not just in our industry, it's alive and well everywhere right now. Uh, as we have a wild west of players in the world wanting to become the show. 
um, but they don't want to pay the price. Is that they they just want to earn a piece of the success. Uh, they they want everybody else to give them a ladder to it. They want a step stool to get up it. Uh, they want all these different ways to take instead of doing everything except for earning it themselves. Is a reliant on others. You can see from a mile away is that opportunity must be forced or gifted to them. So they can't figure it out. They can't figure the recipe out. But well, I'll tell you what, is anybody that's around him and you see him attached to is 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 there's a post coming around about groupies, you know, and what a groupie is, you know, and especially in the industry, is you can see these groupies from a mile away. And 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 they'll they'll cannibalize others to get ahead. What's the meaning of that? You know, it's a, it's and I and I actually put this in there. What's the meaning of cannibalization? The meaning use of a machine, a source of of spare parts for another similar machine, cannibalizing two broken down cars might provide spare parts to make one. They're looking at cannibalizing people around them to bring their empire together. Is they're not going and building an empire? Is they're going to cannibalize at any cost? They'll say anything. They'll practically do anything. They'll, they'll, they'll make excuses. They'll go after people is that they'll give reasons why, oh, you know, I don't follow that person anymore because of this. No, it's not because of that. It's because they know deep down they cannibalize that person for them to move ahead is they want the rainbow, but hate the rain. They don't want to sit out there. And I got to tell you, Grant and I and the girl group sitting up here this weekend skiing is if you're going to hit the rainbow, you're going to hit that, 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 that rainbow and have, have the, the gold at the end of the rainbow is it, it continues to rain even when you hit it. Is that everybody thinks that, oh, man, once I make it, you're there. No, 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 no. No, you're not. You got to stay there now. But getting there actually is, is easy. Staying there is that's that's where we're going to see, you know, again, back to Diane's point, peaches. We're going to see if you have the peaches that stay in the game. Because others, others uh, they'll bring the raincoat. Other ones will take, they'll take that raincoat right off. They'll, they'll take it right off your back. They also create wedges. There's a lot of people that will create wedges. They start whispering. Uh, they set doubt in other people's minds is that weak people come together. It, it takes an army to take a strong person down. And you will see that all over society right now is people are forming these. And I can throw a lot of names. and I'm going to here in a second. Throw a lot of names out there of people that you look at Elon Musk, man. You love him or hate him. You look at Donald Trump, love him or hate him, right? Is they'll create wedges to take that person down because they can't compete one-on-one -on -one with them. Um, also, these people are slow poison. What's that mean? They'll get in next to you. They'll associate with you. They're a chameleon. They'll fit in with you. They're going to fit into your world. But if you pay attention really closely, is one little drink at a time, they're putting poison in your drink. And you can spot it now. I, I didn't see it too easy. I had people around me spot it. I had people around me see it and warn me of it. But I thought there's no way. I've won this person's heart over. They've won mine over. There's no way they're going to hurt me like that. And guess what? It was a slow poison right to it. Now, different strokes for different folks. You're not going to take in, in, in today's world one one avenue, what's successful with others, isn't successful for you. You can't imitate that. You got to do your own. Let's talk about some people. Joe Rogan. Love or hate him. Joe's done his thing. You look at his career. Uh, you look what he's done. Look at the success he's had. Um, you know, I listen to his podcast. There's some things I don't totally dig, but there's a lot of it that I do. Snoop Dogg. You look at Snoop Dogg, man. The guy's you know, kept. You look at a guy that's. I don't even know how old he is. He's got to be in his late fifties, I think. Close to my beast. age. Yeah. What's that? I think he's a so beast. He's, I love that. He, he is, dude. How right? He's just. He, how he yeah. is. He's kept himself relevant. 
and I just saw a thing. Martha Stewart's right underneath them on my list. Is that you know it's funny because they're doing a show a few years ago, and the, Martha Stewart was showing him how to cook something, and he goes, you know, it's funny. The people watching this are going to think that I'm the one that went to prison. <laughs> and if you guys know anything about Martha Stewart, she's the one that went to prison. This older white chick, right? But the dude's just—I mean, look at where his his name is everywhere. It's on wine. It's on what, what did I just see him do. You just saw something new. I he, that his image was on something. I was like, are you kidding me? Steve Harvey. Good, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Steve Harvey. Denzel Washington, Michael Jordan. All these people have got different marks, but you'll notice off all these people, some use edginess. You know, they're going to be they're going to be prickly to other people. Some just keep it classy, you know, but even like Denzel Washington, somebody I really admire is he'll keep it classy until you say something he doesn't agree with. And he's very clear on his on his feelings and and, and how he feels about it. Um, people I see that I'm close to in the industry, Grant, man, Grant is he's himself. But he's he's either through osmosis learning, he's learning more and more how to be a better man, how to be a good man, and Michael's the same way. Julio with with uh, was with Buffenstein for so many years, was over at at Rupes. Bob Phillips, Joel with with IGL, Bob Eichelberg with with that was with Flex. That's now over um, with Lake Country. Tommy, you know that's with with Angel Wax. Um, Adam, Adam's polish, uh, Barry Teal, Megan, all of these people have a complete different outlook and way of life, but they're, they're, they're connecting the dots. They're connecting themselves. They're connecting with others because that's really important. You don't have to be the mixed drink of choice for people, but you just got to be classy. You got to be able to connect and people have got to be able to, what the hell do Snoop Dogg and I have in common? You know, what do we have in common? But yet I'm both in your fifties. We're both in our fifties. Did you look up how old he is? <laughs> yeah, he's fifty-two. <laughs> he's younger than I am. So he's uh, he was in junior high when I was in high school. But you know, iron sharpens iron. As I, I age and I become more and more authentically me, is I, I will tell you this: learn the authentic you as soon as possible. Is is authentically be you. Say it like you say it. Be like you be it. There's times I restrain myself. There's things I want to say to be a, too little, a little too bold. Or there's times that I want to say something that it might come off wrong. So you're still going to read yourself right. And what, you know, doesn't need to be said. Do I need to be on the set? It and doesn't need to be said right now. Uh, winners, even when they're losing, can be seen from a distance. Um, winners, win, winners don't lose. They learn. Simple as that. Um, they live by an ethos in their life. Life. Everything is an ethos to them. There's principle. They can't. They can't walk by trash. Um, uh, they can't say good morning, good evening. They can't open doors for, for, for. Uh, uh, they could never think about not opening a door for a woman, or, or even a man or an elderly couple. Anything. They can't imagine not being polite and courteous. They can't imagine it. Um, simple things like that. Listen, the simple things will tell you how you're going to operate when things get difficult. Is that. Oscar will tell you firsthand a lot more than I will is that when people get into stressful situations is that you can, you can usually start when the stress starts, you can usually point to a person and say that person's going to fall apart here in 10 seconds. Their world's going to come unglued and they're going to be worthless to us uh, to get through this. You can see it from a mile away. The opposite is true when you look over and I used to, I used to work with a guy and the second he would pop off the F word, 
I was like, oh, he just got pissed. He's not happy about being here. This is going to be awesome because he's going to get us out of this situation real quick. Um, and it wasn't because he was out of control. He was saying that he was just pissed that, you know, we put him, we put ourselves in that situation and that was his indication that we're getting the hell out of here. You know, we're not, we're not doing this, this bullshit. So, you know, the next time that you're, um, you look at your to-do list, your, 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 your stuff's going on around you. Um, you know, don't procrastinate, uh, do it your own way. Make people the embrace the fact that people are, are, are your goal, uh, embrace the challenges that you're, that you're partaking in. Um, create, you know, higher productivity and allow your productivity to skyrocket. Get onto, I've got timers. I've got 17 timers on my phone. Uh, at any given day, I've got anywhere from eight to 12 of them set. So that it keeps me on task. Even now we, we go into this. So Grant, want to close us out? What do you think? Can you spot a winner? Oh yeah. I can definitely spot a winner. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is too, I can also spot a loser. And a loser, I, I don't say it's winners and losers. I say, I always believe it's ones that are loved and ones that need love. So there's a mm. big difference. Nobody, nobody's a loser. It's just they just need some love in their life. So, uh, yeah, good question for you. So how, yeah. How do you love? How do you love somebody that's not willing to take the love? So you know, yeah, there's a person never felt it before. Yeah. Maybe they've never yeah. felt it before, and you have to get down. Sometimes it's, it's super tough to do it, but you have to get down into where they are in life. And down, I want to call it to a level because that's the wrong way of putting it. But you have to get to that point of where is this person really coming from and who is this person get, really? And once you get, can get, get there, then you can start. Getting the mud with them. Getting yep. the mud with them. And it's yeah, tough. There's it's so extremely tough to do that. But I mean, my brother, Nick, as you know, you met him. He's, he's, a, he's a master at that. Uh, and he's taught me a lot. And I've taught him too. It's in my, my whole family. So um, once you can get down to a person that's not willing to accept it, well, then get down to where they are and understand why they're not willing to accept it, so that you can understand how it is, and then just figure out what it's going to take to to really start pushing it into their lives and getting up to mm. that point of love. You know, and there's also the fact of leading my example, right? But some people, yeah. you know, you can't force them to see how you're living. And, and I always tell people, like, you know, don't don't do exactly what I'm doing. Um, take what I've done and put your own twist to it, you know, is put you into it. And that seems to help. So, um, Oscar, Chris, any closing, closing comments from you guys? Um, stay positive, you know, stay positive and win. That's, that's how I see it. You know, we'll bring you great peace of mind, That that's kind of how I like to live my life right now. Staying positive and just doing things for, for me and others. It's going to, you know, elevate everyone. So I think positive, it starts there every morning, you know, wake up, be positive. You have a positive day. I did. Chris. I did. I agree with that. Chris, what do you got? <laughs> you know, I, I, I have, I have less to contribute more, more of a question. I actually uh, was going to bring it up earlier, but I never found a good time, but I want to ask Grant, you know, you've got, so you you got your hands in what, at least three different things, right? Your, 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 a lot. your, your detailing business, the, the video side of your business, you're able, that kind of thing. I mean, what do you, what do you do to keep everything straight? You know, when it comes to, you know, accomplishing, um, that important stuff first. Good question. Yeah, it's a great question. And that's just those, I mean, I have a lot more too. So I have my storage facility, I have real estate, I have car sales. Uh, I mean, there's, I think I got seven different businesses in total, which doesn't mean anything. I, I have seven businesses, but they're all under one, right? Anyway, yeah. so uh, I, I am a master delegator. I delegate 
every last bit of my life out so that I can live the life that I want to live. And when I say delegate it, it's, it's parts I don't want to do. Like I call it the three columns. So I, I wrote three columns down of everything that I was doing within my life because I was super overwhelmed and I really wasn't loving what I was doing at a moment. And I wrote down a column that says this, I love you column. This is what I love to do every single day. This is all I want to do. This is how I want to live my life column. The middle column was, I don't mind doing this right now, but I want to kind of pass this on maybe in like six months to a year and put somebody else in this position. Then there's the part of my language, but the fuck you column. Like, I hate this. This is the stuff that like, we're talking procrastination. This is the stuff I hate to do. I don't know why I don't want to do it or why I'm pushing it off or why it's really taking me too much time, but I just don't want to do it. So that's how I started delegating. I, I filled out a job profile specifically for column number three, the FU column. And the cool part is my my third column, my FU column, is somebody else's I love column. So when you're just placing Absolutely. somebody from the stuff I don't want to do, but they love to do it, uh, and you just got to pay them to do it, that's where I started delegating. So with everything I have going on in all the different businesses, I have so many incredible people that surround me every single day that I call family. I mean, they're family and friends of mine um, that I just delegate those, those jobs to. Uh, but again, they love to do it, just like I love to do everything else I, I do now. So that's kind of how I've seen, how I've gotten to where I am today. It's just building a team. I build fast. I hire fast. If I start to hate something for a day, I start looking for somebody else to do it. Um, and that's kind of how I got to where I am today. That's cool. Well, you can't roll out on anything any better than that. So, gents, appreciate it. Grant's always good. Um, man, USA, great... baby. I love the that red, white, and blue. USA, baby. Yeah, USA, oh, baby. Hey, yeah. everybody, if you're SoCal, go check out our social media. We're going to be uh, hosting four events Thursday and Friday. So uh, come out. We'd love to see you. Grant, it's always good. Uh, can't wait to see you uh, in the near future. Thanks for coming and seeing us and spending time. I'm going to be seeing your brother. Uh, going to try to call him in the next day or two, and I'll be seeing him soon, too. Love you guys. Thanks so much. All right, guys. You guys That's take right. care. Everybody, Love have a blessed me. day. We'll see you soon. Take Dude. care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Rennie Doyle Podcast. Brought to you by Detailing Success and PNS Double Black. Listen to new episodes weekly and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to share with your friends and colleagues. 